Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Welcome into another edition of Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson, Holistic Wealth Manager at Centrust Financial Strategies. Back for part two with our conversation with Meryl Bailey, who's here to talk with us to continue the conversation that her and Jude were discussing on the prior episode and really talk about some actionable steps that you can go through. So if you checked out the first part of the podcast, it'll certainly go a long way towards helping with the second one. So if you haven't, consider going over listening to that. It is on Apple, Google, Spotify, all those places. You can find it simply by typing in plan wise, retire free in the search box, or you can simply stop by the website at centrustfs.com. That's centrustfs.com. And don't forget, if you find that you're in a situation where you need some help or you'd like to learn more about how estate planning is essential to your financial plan, reach out to the team by calling them at 800-779-4592 or email them at info at centrustfs.com. All right, let's get started with part two. So let's let's move on to some solutions that people, actionable things that people could could walk away with and go uh, take care of either today or, or pretty soon. So I want to break it down into two, two sections, things that people can possibly do on their own and things that they need to see someone like you about. So things that they can do on their own, we kind of already touched on this, but the importance of an umbrella policy, how important would you rate that? I'm a fan. Well, if you've got a minor driving your car, please have an umbrella policy. Uh, If you've got, well, if you have children at all, because children tend to have friends and they want to have their friends come over and friends can slip and fall in your pool. I want you to have really good insurance because you there's, you know, accidents happen and I want to have the ability for you to settle that claim without it ruining your life or the people who got hurt's life. I want I want them to be whole and I want you not to be devastated. So I'm a big fan of insurance as a first line of defense. My brother is also an attorney. He doesn't practice a state, but I've I've been around attorneys my whole life. And what I have seen uh with property and casualty insurance, because that's where you would get your umbrella policy, the default when you buy a home is usually something very low, like 500,000, maybe even a million. But with clients that have significant assets, they really should be looking at a bigger policy because uh, for an insurance company to pay a $500,000 claim, that's kind of a no-brainer to make it go away. And the client may not want to make it go away. They may want to actually have some representation on this. So it's really important that that's one of the issues that you talk about in building a financial plan. One of the other simple things that I think clients can do and is often not talked about is titling of accounts. How important is titling of accounts? I'm a bit of a freak about this. The CPA in me, (laughs) um, the OCD of the CPA in me is all about the titles being proper. But again, when you think about asset protection, I'm sorry, when you think about estate planning, there's only four ways assets transfer title after death. That's it. There's only four ways. One is if you own an asset that is titled jointly with rights of survivorship, or if you're married, it's it's uh, tenants by the entirety, but it's the same thing. The two or more people own it together. When one dies, it goes to the other naturally by the title. 
That's one way of transferring title after death. A second way is using beneficiary designations or payable on death designations. So if you own something jointly with your spouse, and then it says, but payable on death to my three kids, you don't need an estate planning attorney because the documents are going to go. I could do an estate plan that says you're leaving everything to the elephant sanctuary in Tennessee, and those elephants are going to starve. Because the title and the beneficiary designation takes precedence over my documents. But sometimes you don't want to leave money outright to your kids. If you've got minors, you don't want to leave money outright to a minor on their, you know, it goes through the court through a guardianship until they turn 18. And then on 18, they're handed a check. I don't know many 18-year-olds that can handle a wad of money, particularly when you layer onto the fact that the reason they got the money was because their parents are dead and they don't have the parents there as the guider to help them with this transition into being rich. So there's the third way to transfer title after a death is adding a revocable living trust to your repertoire. And that's, you need a lawyer for that. And the fourth way of transferring title is through the probate court. And we don't always want to go there. So we've got four paths to take. My goal generally is to use three of them, not the probate I don't, I try to avoid probate if I can, but it's not the worst place, but I try to avoid it. So I look at the title and make sure the title matches what the clients want so that things go easily, quickly, and privately where we want them to go. That's perfect. I mean, we focus on this a lot because when clients, new clients come in, uh, typically they've already had an advisor or maybe they haven't had an advisor and they just had the default titling of their account. And one of the one of the things that we see most commonly is mistakes made with titling because it's a blended family or it's a second marriage. And if the account is entitled correctly, one spouse passes and they could be disinheriting their kids because their accounts were titled correctly. So I think this is one of those simple things that, you know, although I we refer to you a lot, these are things that can be handled. It, with proper guidance by a financial professional that's really giving good advice to their clients. It's interesting because when a client comes to meet with us and, and when I'm, I know when they meet with you, you've got to do a forensic analysis basically and have them figure out what they own. Yeah. And I'm always so tickled when clients come in and they're like, we had no idea we were worth this much, or we had no idea we owned this, or I forgot I had this policy, or I forgot I had this account. And think of if it was a pain in the neck for you to figure out what you own, how yes. awful will it be for your loved ones to figure that out while they're grieving and the house is a mess and they don't even know where you keep the papers. So just, again, a little bit of upfront work by figuring out what you own and, and helping figure out a path for it to go quickly and easily to your yeah. loved ones. It makes such a difference. Well, you and I could talk all day, but I want to round the corner and talk about the things what are two things that you think are most important that a client would need to see you about or uh, a qualified estate attorney? Everyone should have a durable power of attorney. If you only have one document, that should be it. And you should go to a lawyer to get it because the one you buy at Office Depot is <laughs> not worth the paper it's printed on. What? Um, <laughs> I know. Call me surprised. Um, and, and in truth, like, I tell people a lot, I, I I will meet with clients a lot and I'll say, you know, you don't need to spend a lot in legal fees because they might not need a last will and testament. 
if the way they're leaving their assets matches what the Florida statute means, and we can do it with beneficiary designations and titling, they may not need to spend a lot of money on legal fees, but someone has to guide them through that and figure it out. Then there's people that have minor children or in or in an unmarried relationship, or they have adult children who are in a bad marriage, or they have adult children who are have substance abuse issues. Um, you, there's all sorts of things that I can help straighten out so that we don't give people enough money to kill themselves when they're in a vulnerable position. Um, I can leave the money to children in an asset protection manner. So it goes on for multiple generations. I can just solve the problem. If that child doesn't talk to this child, or if you have, this has come up um, a couple of times recently, if you have a child with mental health issues and that child is violent and a threat to the other children, I can help leave the money so that the violent child does not know what anybody else inherited. So they don't feel threatened that their spouse, their, that their sibling got more and, and maybe reduce some of the threat. Um, you know, there's, there's as many different situations as there are people. And I just try to help organize them. I think that's perfect. And I, I want to, uh, to kind of end on, on, on this note. Everyone, regardless uh, of whether you believe you are affluent or not, should speak to a qualified professional about their uh, estate plan and possibly asset protection. And my preference is that they go see you. So can you, again, tell us uh, where your offices are located uh, and what, what's your website? Sure. The law firm is Your Caring Law Firm. That's at 2323 Lee Road in Winter Park. And the website is yourcaringlawfirm.com. Well, we're going to have links uh, to your website. Oh, and one thing I forgot, you have your own podcast. Tell us about that before before we sign off. I do. I have a podcast called Tax Boss, and it's taxbosses.com is the website. But I, I use Tax Boss to talk about interesting things that have happened or things that have come up with tax law that I find that I find interesting or interesting client situations. And I try to inform people and mostly other professionals about things to look out for when they're dealing with their clients so that we can, I have found that if you play nice in the sandbox and you get along with the clients, other advisors, it is a much better situation for the client. So that's my philosophy. 100%. We like to tell clients, we want to be your financial quarterback. We'll coordinate the other players on the team. We'll I am work special with... teams. I am special teams. I know it. <laughs> I am not the quarterback. <laughs> we'll work with either the players you have or bring on special team players like yourself. And since you are a UCF grad, go Knights. We'll, we'll, we'll end by saying go Knights, my second favorite team. You know I'm a Seminole. <laughs> I know. Meryl, I know. And I love so you anyway. Much. Yes. Big virtual <laughs> hug. Thank you for being on the podcast today. We appreciate it. We hope that podcast listeners got a lot of value out of our time together. Thank you, Jude. And that's going to take care of our podcast special edition here with Meryl Bailey joining us here on the show. Thanks so much for her time and information. And as always, thanks to Jude for being here as well. And we look forward to helping you folks uh, with little useful nuggets of information to help you get onto the right path for your retirement so that you can plan wise and retire free. 
Reach out to Jude and his team at SendTrustFS.com for more information. SendTrustFS.com or subscribe to the podcast to catch future episodes as well as past episodes. And you can find it online by typing in Plan Wise Retire Free in the search box of Apple or Google or Spotify podcasts, wherever you get your podcasting information. 800-779-4592 is a number to call if you got some questions and need to talk with the team. 800-779-4592. And we'll see you next time here on Plan Wise Retire Free. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson, who is solely responsible for its content.